Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today on the show, I am welcomed by Brooke Guillen. Brooke found herself bedridden by Lyme disease. She tried absolutely everything that she could to get better, which led her to bankruptcy. And One day, she found Bee Venom Therapy and everything changed for her. Bee Venom Therapy, literally stinging yourself with bees, is what truly saved her life. And now she created the Heal Hive, which is a community that has both a boot camp to get you healthy to sting and provides you with bees and instructions for how to sting yourself and use bee venom therapy. And she is helping so many people literally around the globe heal. And my hope today is that Honestly, this is just such an important conversation and has provided so many people who were hopeless with both conventional and wellness methods for treating Lyme and other diseases. My hope is that at least one of you hears this conversation and thinks, this is what I need. This is what I need to heal. This is what I need to get my life back. And if that is you today, dear listener, I hope that you will join the Heal Hive at their next opening and that you will allow Bevenum Therapy to change your life. If you want more information, you can go to allofyouwhole.com forward slash the Heal Hive to join. I'm so excited to welcome Brooke to the show. So without further ado, here's Brooke. Welcome to the show, Brooke. We are so, so excited to chat with you today. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also about this healing journey that you've been on? Sure. So, gosh, it's now becoming years and years ago, but around nine years ago, I found myself healthy, a striving New Yorker, and then I got bit by a tick. And uh, I think it was actually about 10 years ago now, if I think about it correctly. And uh, really night and day, within three Mm. months, I was bedridden. I Mm. fell apart. I didn't just get bit by a tick that had Lyme disease. I got bit by a tick that had babesiosis and also Bartonella, which are co-infections of tick-borne diseases. And um, it wasn't just that. It's what I learned when I finally got properly tested is that I already had had Lyme. For about two years prior, I had had these revolving issues of migraines that would debilitate me and Mm -hmm. very insists that were popping. I just going from really, but I was still really functional. So I tried to eat what better and just no one even mentioned Lyme disease, even though I lived in an endemic area, Mm -hmm. I had a house, a summer house on Shelter Island, which is Mm -hmm. actually where the name Lyme disease, the scientific name Bergdorfi, Bergdorferi comes from, from the scientists who discovered Lyme disease first on Shelter Island. And no one even mentioned, let's test you. You have migraines, you're starting mm-hmm. to get sick all the time. I was getting repeated strep throat, which I just never had before. I mean, right. but I was functional and there'd be moments that I 
probably overdid it. And I just thought I'm a New Yorker. I'm getting older. I'm 35. Like, I guess this is what happens, right? (laughs) But then when I was tested, they saw that I had bands and I had aspects in my kind of Lyme signature that showed Mm. both chronic infection and a recent. And I do believe that that's why I fell apart so quickly. Because once I got bit by the tick, I immediately went on antibiotics. I knew better. I had seen some people really become debilitated by chronic Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And the antibiotics didn't help me. Right. I went from one day, literally a Friday night, dancing on tables at a beach club in Shelter Island to literally not being able to get to work on Monday because of the fact that I started antibiotics that Saturday. And now what I know is that antibiotics, especially when Lyme is chronic, will only cause you to basically become more dysfunctional in most cases. And it was already so basically had infiltrated my immune system that there was antibiotics were just not helpful. However, I didn't know it at the time. So I went through about three years of trying to find a way through of which I lost my job. I lost my home. I living with a friend and her beautiful walk-in closet. I mean, it was a big one, especially for New York city, but you know, I went from being a fully independent woman who had a lot of dreams ahead of her to literally losing everything, my career, Mm. my life savings, and every protocol I tried just made me sicker. And more bankrupt in every way, emotionally, financially, spiritually. So I was at a clinic in Santa Fe and there was a nurse there. And I was at a point where I was, I was so debilitated. I was having a port calf put in, which is basically uh, a port that gets attached to your heart to allow IV fluids. Cause I couldn't function without an IV every single day, which uh, you can just imagine was not covered by my, my Medicaid at the time. And I was on disability insurance mm-hmm. and it was just, It was really, really hard moment. And basically what I learned is that the nurse who was applying these IVs had healed fully from Lyme disease. And what I was able to gather is that she did not heal from all the things I was doing, which was ozone therapy and hyperbaric oxygen and antibiotics and IV antifungals, none of that. She healed from bee venom. And so I basically begged her to teach me and she did. And within one week, I, at that point, I was really wheelchair bound. I could function inside, but if I had to go through an airport or walk for more than two or three minutes, I was in a wheelchair within, honestly, within one week, I was walking normally within three months I was hiking and it really felt like a miracle cure. It wasn't, I went through some challenging situations of learning about bee venom therapy, what makes it work, what what actually hinders it from working properly. Mm. And so it wasn't overnight, but, and it's a very long process in how the bee venom actually works. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I became healthy. My, all of my lab work showed that my reactivated EBV was gone. My Lyme disease was gone. My babesiosis was gone. The Bartonella was gone. And on paper, I looked healthier than most people I knew. And I knew that that was really my miracle. And then I started diving into the science of bee venom and learned more about the actual mechanics of it and how it's studied the world over in terms of getting at breast cancer to prostate Mm. cancer, to helping restore liver health, et cetera. And I just became fascinated by it. And then people started knocking on my door kind of literally and figuratively. Yeah. Instagram follower found me at Whole Foods and that was the beginning of me starting (laughs) the Heal Hive. That's hilarious. Okay. So an Instagram follower found you at Whole Foods and said, you've got to help me do this. Yeah, I was, I was shopping at Whole Foods and I got a kind of knock on my, 
in the back of my jacket and she was really sweet and shy and she she literally looked like hell and her name was faith which is so sweet yeah. and she said i've been following you since you got sick we've been sick together and oh. you're better now and tell me how you are doing it and i had yeah. to mention on my instagram a little bit about bee venom but at that point i had tried so many funky things right was insane that I also had had really proselytized a lot of protocols that had not worked. And sure. I was really reticent to proselytize bee venom until right. I knew her. Hey, totally. this is really what cured me. So I was reticent to basically yeah. say, everyone should try it. This is the cure. Because I think that those kind of silver bullets, especially through social media, can be really, they can promise a lot, but not deliver. And mm. then they their value. And I knew bee venom therapy was incredibly valuable to not only me, but probably many others. Yeah. So um, I started slowly and I started helping her and she started telling other people then. <laughs> well, also too, I feel like you're connected. Like I have a friend with debilitating Lyme and she's met other people with Lyme disease, or you go to a clinic in Mexico trying to heal and you meet other people. So it ends up kind of becoming a community. Oh, it's a, it's a huge community, which has pluses and minuses. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. So apotherapy is the medical use of the honeybee and products from the hive, and it's been used for millennia, we can say, for healing and health. So it uses not only the venom like we're talking about, but the propolis, pollen, wax, royal jelly, all of the things. But I'm curious, even though that's been around for thousands and thousands of years, where did bee venom therapy really start? I mean, that's a great question. If you look through history, pretty much every century has had some explosion of either scientists or healers working with bee venom. I remember being on a flight in early in the stages, like my first year of bee venom therapy. I was on my way to Europe and I was sitting next to someone. She was, we we're talking about Lyme disease and she knew people who were really sick. And she's like, mm -hmm. you're doing so well. How is that? And I said, bee venom therapy. She said, my, my grandmother is French and in her French village, whenever anyone has arthritis, they all sing themselves with bees. And that was the first basically insight I had to a world of bee venom therapy that mm -hmm. we may not have talked about for so long, but has been used Use, especially in in cultures that are not as keyed into Western medicine or don't have the ability to pop the pill, etc. So I've met right. people in Russia who have shared with me a lot of Eastern Europeans, a lot of Europeans themselves, but even people from Asia, etc. So it's been around, it's been in pockets. The reality though is that it's actually been studied pretty pretty fiercely, I would say, internationally for mm. a few decades. Why we're not seeing it so much in America is because the system in America for any clinical study literally takes about a billion dollars. Right. The big pharmaceutical companies are not so motivated to try and, I think, patent the aspect of bee venom when the original, all these kind of studies we're looking at internationally are showing that in many cases, the aspects of bee venom that are so healing, these really beneficial enzymes and peptides actually work in conjunction with each other. Exactly. So, of course, it's the whole bee that actually works 
in this beautiful fluidity. And if you start to patent the different aspects of mm. event, it can be helpful. I'm not saying they aren't, but I just don't see Big Farm as taking as much of an interest. And if you just think about the fact that Big Farm hasn't taken that much of an interest in Lyme disease itself, for then sure. to make that jump to bee venom therapy for Lyme disease or for any other chronic illness mm. is something. But if you look at a lot of other countries from Egypt, Israel, Australia, they're doing groundbreaking work. They, in mm. fact, in Australia, they figured out that bee venom basically obliterates HER2 positive, HER2 negative breast cancer and stops wow. the messengering of the cancer cells. So it not only kills the cancer cells pretty much in 15 minutes, but it stops the cancer cells from messengering, which is really hard to do. And so they're doing groundbreaking work there. In Israel, they're doing great groundbreaking work on both if, as a fertility aspect, also just for other type of cancers, autoimmunity, et cetera. You see that in Egypt as well. So you see it in the other countries that don't have the same system of big pharma. Right. Yeah. Which stinks because unfortunately, big pharma is just not in the business of healing in general, right? Because Lyme disease brings in thousands of dollars, sometimes a month for certain people, especially late stage. And so I hate to say it, but disease is profitable, right? And so studying the healing of something, unfortunately, isn't what we've really been seeing with big pharma. So yeah, that, yeah, exact or prevention. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So I, we're going to do a deep dive into BVT, but before we do, can you just give us like an overview of how it works in general and also how it works for your Heal Hive members specifically? Sure. So there's a lot of complex peptides and enzymes within bee venom therapy, but the one that we kind of concentrate most on is something called melatonin. Mm -hmm. And is a enzyme that basically has this amazing ability to create these microscopic pores, it's called lysis, within mm -hmm. bacterial cell walls and also to hit viral envelopes. So mm -hmm. why viruses don't have bacterial cell walls, they do have envelopes and they also have messengering systems as well. Lyme disease also has a messengering system in terms of the bacteria. We'll notice when, you know, the immune system's getting more operational, stronger, mm. it will start to replicate then. We know that Lyme disease can basically lie dormant in the system, like viruses, it will burrow into brain, into lymph, into bone, into spinal fluid, and it can stay there for literally decades, just waiting for an opportunistic time to come out. And so what's really Really interesting about melatonin is that the the bacterial cell wall of Lyme disease does not have a natural way of basically replicating itself against it or mm. it, and so it can do so with antibiotics. So when you apply antibiotics with any Lyme disease that's been caught a week or two after, within about seven days, you can usually get at Lyme disease with antibiotics. But after that, it's replicated. It's had a, ch a chance of possibility of getting into crossing the blood brain barrier, going into bone, lymph, et cetera. And so what happens when you apply antibiotics is that the Lyme disease itself creates these biofilms, which are not the bacteria, but they are these basically kind of sound what they are films that basically yeah. protect the bacteria and don't allow the antibiotics to basically to work properly. And right. when you have a depressed immune system, antibiotics are not really these kind of black and white, they go after the bacteria, they are really giving your immune system a chance to operate, which is why there is antibiotic failure. And so right. when you have people who have chronic Lyme disease and they have this antibiotic failure already, and then they have these biofilms build up. I mean, I had it myself, I would have IVs when I was getting antibiotics through IVs that would actually plug up from the biofilm. 
So, I mean, they are very real and they really get in the way of antibiotic therapy. Mm -hmm. And so melatonin is really interesting. It not only creates these basically microscopic pores in the bacterial cell wall, but it also breaks up the biofilms and doesn't allow the biofilms to replicate. So it's allowing the Lyme bacteria to be kind of naked. Yeah, exposed. The system can recognize it, go after it, but it's also getting at these Lyme bacteria and creating a cell death in which the bacteria Mm -hmm. themselves, the insides spew out and think about it like a balloon that's been And it basically gets at the bacteria there. And then what's even more interesting is the messengering of the bee venom is that the bacteria in the body senses when it's basically not replicating, it needs an opportunity to come out of hiding. And so that's why bee venom therapy takes so long because of the fact that we, even when we've gotten at the kind of acute infection in the body and in the bloodstream that's circulating, we still have to basically, I'm going to say massage it out of the And so what we see is that, especially at the heel hive, I don't have people staying in certain places until they're basically a year into bee venom therapy oh. because the, the, basically the die-off they're having from what has infiltrated their brain is pretty serious. And so people, right. massive migraines, massive brain fog, issues with just like even visual issues. And we have yeah. the heel hive, but it's really interesting when they've done studies of brain autopsies of people who were treated for Lyme disease, but they had an autopsy for other reasons, let's say dementia, et cetera. They found Lyme plaques decades later. So we know that Lyme bacteria will stay in the brain. And because the fact that most antibiotics and most medicine does Mm -hmm. not cross a brain barrier, the interesting thing about bee venom and melatonin is that it is, it's actually being studied as a carrier for other drug therapies to be able to move the drug therapy into the brain. So why right. wouldn't you use something that has antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, antiparasitical properties right. as, a, as a whole version that is literally in your garden and available to people all over the world? Oh, man, that's so fascinating. Yeah. And I feel like one thing, what you were talking about that a lot of people don't understand about Lyme is it's both kind of in your bloodstream, readily available, giving you acute systems, but it's also storing and it's it's sheltering itself with those biofilms. It's unfortunately otherwise pretty impossible to treat, which is why this is such a miracle. So there are over 20,000 different types of bees. So do we know what makes the honeybee specifically so special? And why is it that we only use the honeybee for BVT? The honeybee is really special because it really does, the venom properties in the honeybee are what is part of this protocol and also medicinal aspect. Mm. Bumblebees even have little stingers. I mean, you'd have to really kind of squeeze them and I I wouldn't suggest that they're the cutest little thing. And so other bees do have some venom, but it's usually not as concentrated. They don't have melatonin, they have different properties in it. Mm. It's really the honeybee the world over. There's a honeybee in in pretty much everywhere around the world, but it's the honeybee itself that has the special properties. Yeah. Cool. So clearly BVT, you're stinging yourself, but when it comes to your members in the heel hive, how are they getting their bees? How are they doing this process? Well, people don't realize that bees earn their wings the world over. So you may have just taken a flight in the last week that could have had a million honeybees and cargo. So honeybees are basically used commercially and brought around the entire nation for farming purposes, Mm. pollination purposes. But we also are allowed to send bees in the mail. So my members, many of them actually become beekeepers or mentor with a beekeeper because they become so fascinated with bees through therapy. But the ones who 
are in urban environments. We have a lot mm. of members in the middle of LA and New York City and Dallas, right. Chicago. They just order their bees and they come in the mail and they have their bees as if it's like a subscription shipment of beauty products. Yeah, there you go. And then talk to us about, you outlined this is a long process, right? Like it, it in some ways it really does feel like a silver bullet because it works, right? But in other ways, it is this longer process of killing off this Lyme disease and other co-infections in your body. So how does it work from the standpoint of like, how often are you stinging yourself? Like give us some of the nitty gritty details. So we don't recommend constant stinging. It mm. actually takes some time for the body to recuperate. Mm. I won't bore you all with the scientific details of that. Right. But it's usually best to at least give a day between. And many of our members come to us with pre-existing conditions that are probably brought about by Lyme mm. or quite possibly chicken or egg is right. that they became more susceptible to late stage or chronic Lyme disease and co-infections because of situations and lifestyle issues and environmental factors. So we have a lot of people that come to, I mean, the majority really, I would say 80% at least, who've either been in chronic mold environments or mm, had yeah. over to really, really bad mold. And that can both impact their ability to heal fully from bee venom because right. You know, mold and mycotoxins basically impact your immune system. Yeah. So if your immune system is being assaulted constantly and deficient, but also it creates another issue in which a lot of people that come to the heal hive or just who are sick in general have a lot of histamine intolerance and gut mm. issues. Sure. And when you're adding in bee venom, which also has a very real aspect of the melatonin itself, degranulates mast cells, which are these really important proper immune system cells, but contain hist histamine. Right. And so they not only degranulate mast cells, which actually overall helps people heal from mast cell disorders, which are mm -hmm. really common with chronic illness, but you cannot start bee venom, and I'm really bullish about this, without getting out of mold, properly detoxing from mycotoxins, and really yeah. controlling what's going on in your gut so that your histamine intolerance is controlled because of the fact that the reality is that when you're adding something in that increases histamines, it is imperative that mm. you keep your histamines low and you're not you're not in an environment that is adding to the overall basically histamine bucket, especially yeah. when you're using bee venom. So I think the problem is that people jump into it. They just basically grab a bee. They think, oh, I don't have to fix my gut. Mm. I don't have to fix my mast cell issues before. I don't have to get out of, properly get out of mold or they've brought mm. in a mold inspector and the guy says, oh, it's fine. They haven't really done proper <laughs> testing. We do blood work of over 85 different tests in people's mm. bodies to make sure that they're safe to begin bee venom therapy. So even yeah. in itself, the aspect is people, at, I'm going to be honest, I may not approve people to begin stinging at the heel high for a year, but that's because I know that once you're approved, it's actually going to work. Right. And so that, important. that's the problem is that when a lot of people jump on the bandwagon of bee venom and they don't understand what actually, that it doesn't work as a silver bullet, it works yeah. in conjunction with environmental and lifestyle changes. Right. You run this risk of a lot of people trying it and having failure. For and sure. Try the one thing that really will work and it's right. failed you. What that does to someone's psychology being sick is just absolutely horrendous. So yeah. that's one of the reasons I started the Heal Hive to what I consider doing it properly sure. and doing it for success, not just to merely sting yourself with bees. 
Yes. And I mean, man, I've done a lot of crazy things just like you in the health and wellness world, but this is definitely not one thing that I would just go grab a bee. Like I feel, well, I can see the benefits <laughs> of having someone who's done it. And completely on that note, we had a listener question from Pamela who asked, what are the top five best practices to get your body ready before singing and before BVD and before BVT? And before you answer that, I really do appreciate so much all of the prep work that you take your members through because you know it's going to bring about true healing right and it's going to help it work and even just for like the longevity of bvt if someone tries it just on their own just grabs a honeybee and goes to town and it doesn't work for them then it's not necessarily an accurate picture right there and then they're proselytizing about oh well i tried it and it doesn't work it's not necessarily an accurate picture of what bvt could do for that person because they're not kind of following the rules let's say and and doing it kind of the right way if there is a right way so what are some of these things that you do to help people prepare their bodies and get ready for the therapy well my first mantra and it's been from the beginning and it's what saved me because even though i was seeing 20 plus doctors and literally some of the best lyme doctors and doctors around the country i had raging celiac disease was never found I had something called pernicious anemia, which is an autoimmune disease, which gets in the way of processing B12 and was causing me to have massive nerve damage, brain damage, never caught. These were simple tests. Mm. And so I really started the heel hive with saying, we have to test, not guess. We have to know exactly what's going on in the body. So I will say to anyone, even thinking of beginning, you have to test for every single autoimmune disease that can possibly be correlated, connected to chronic Lyme or late stage tick-borne illness. You have to test for vitamin mineral deficiencies. You have to test for any other type of co-infection just to know what is going on. For example, because BVT basically helps bring out these pathogens, these members never show positive for something called Bartonella or Mm -hmm. AKA known as cat scratch fever. And then they start to sting and three to four months into stinging, I will get hysterical messages or they'll show up in a webinar question answer. Why does my back look like I got scratched by a tiger? Why are there scratch marks all over my body? And I said, let's go test you again. And guess what? They test for Bartonella positive because dormancy and it wasn't in the bloodstream. So it wasn't caught. So when you have a situation, when you are actually bringing these infections out of dormancy, I've had some older members start to have shingles and have a shingle outbreak within a few months of stinging. So it's not so simple of let's just jump into it as well, because it is bringing infections to the surface, which is great, really gives long-term healing, but it it is not like any other, most every, everything else basically that we're given in a pill form or even in other protocols are suppressives. This is an activator and people have to really realize that. So by understanding what's going on in people's systems, their hormonal endocrine system, their gut, et cetera. I mean, when I say 80 plus, those are the 80 tests, but we do cascade tests. So some of those tests Mm. will show five different other elements. So some people will come into the heel hive and have data on a hundred plus different sets of what's going on in their blood work. I think that's imperative. It also uncovers people who had no idea that half of their issues were histamine intolerance or mast cell activation Mm. syndrome, which is really important before you begin taking a be filled with histamine and yeah. yourself. We also look for mold markers. So we look for markers that would show massive inflammation from mycotoxins. Mm, and we sure. actually test the blood for certain mycotoxins like Stachybotrys, mm-hmm. Aspergillus, et cetera. So that is number one. Number two is 
your gut is 80% of your immune system. Mm -hmm. And it works in conjunction with bee venom. If you have digestive issues, bee venom, even though it has so many amazing aspects, anti-inflammatory to even neuroprotective, it is not going to completely fix and digestive yeah. system with billions of different bacteria and some pathogenic, some fungal, and some that really need to be rebalanced. And you really have to get the digestive system working. Yeah. Um, three, it's really understanding how the digestive system and the immune system work with your liver and your kidneys. Mm -hmm. They are your workhorses. And yeah. if you don't have them working properly, there are aspects to bee venom that are cytotoxic. So yeah. we always stay with bee venom in really small amounts. We don't mm -hmm. ever go above a certain amount of stings. And the mm -hmm. reason is, is because we don't want to go to the threshold of cytotoxicity. We don't want right. to damage. We want to make sure that it's done really properly. And that is also why bee venom therapy takes longer. It yeah. is a process, but it, making sure your liver and kidneys are in working condition. Fourth, I would say, if you have poor sleep, nothing's going to change. You have yeah. to get at sleep. And one of the biggest things we do is we do a two week boot camp within mm. the boot camp. It's like a mini boot camp for sleep, which our members all, depending on which time zone they're in, they wake up together, they go to bed together, they're doing the same protocol. And it really, it takes like lifelong insomniacs and makes them into early birds. And it's so vitally important because your body needs sleep in order yep. to heal. So if you're just doing the same lifestyle that you've always done, right. flying bees, it's also not going to lead to that full healing we talked about. And the fifth is dealing with the trauma of chronic illness, the trauma yeah. of going bankrupt, and also just past traumas that can lead to poor stress resilience that can right, yeah. affect your digestive system, no matter how yeah. much you've taken a parasite cleanse or yeah. done this or done enemas. If you can't control your stress and you don't have a good stress response, you're not going to have that full spiritual, emotional healing, which also has every, I mean, I believe the mind body is interconnected in such a totally. Deep way. So yes. those are my five top things that I would say before you even dive in, work on those. And those are, when I say to our members of the heel hive, stinging yourself with live bees is the easy part. The rest of I'm it, sure. hard part. Yeah. And it's funny because everything that you mentioned is like things I've tackled in my own life. And they're all just like, I'm just envisioning your members going through this program and having this wonderful experience because these are all foundational health principles, like all of them, right? Like we can't heal if we're not sleeping or if our gut can't process nutrients. So yeah. yeah. How amazing. Yeah, amazing. So I know that at the Heal Hive, you really focus on Lyme disease, but just curious for our listeners, I know I've I've read I've read your ebook. I know that it, it can also be beneficial just, just because of how it works for other conditions. So can you give us some kind of highlight, high level? What other things can BVT work for? Well, we actually have a lot of people because we the first stage of the Heal Hive is we test, not guess, is mm -hmm. that we accept anyone who feels like they're not thriving, they're dysfunctional, something's going on. Maybe their doctors haven't caught it. Maybe they have, but the doctors haven't communicated. And so it's not shared. I mean, for example, we find people all the time that showed positive for celiac disease, but their one doctor didn't talk to the other doctor. They're so sick and brain fogged and fatigued. Ugh. They can't put it together. So it's been two years and they think oh they're my free, but really not. So even just putting all those pieces together, historical mm -hmm. pieces, right? Of someone's health journey is so vitally important. So when you test first, you really figure out what is going on in someone. And we really, there's probably about 2% to 4% of members that we basically say, this is not the right program for you. You're fine. You don't need us. But the rest of members were finding that they may not show positive for Lyme disease because it's also really hard to find unless exactly. you're investing into private testing. And sometimes that can cost like with hygienics, five to $6,000. Right. Pop. 
But what we'll see is we'll see immune deficiencies. We'll see mm. muscle activation syndrome. We'll see massive issues in their digestive health. And it puts a picture of, hey, this may not be tick-borne illness, but what is this? And mm. so I would say 50-50 are people with true positive Lyme disease. And mm. then again, we have people that never showed positive for Lyme disease. And then in the process of stinging, they start to show positive. So it really is Crazy. one of those things that we don't make any broad strokes of black and white mm. because the testing is so poor for its both specificity and sensitivity that mm -hmm. we just say, let's look at your overall labs and see what's going mm. on. And in most yeah. cases, we're dealing with a lot of autoimmune issues, gut health, hormone, endocrine issues, et cetera, that you know, we also address. Yeah, no, that investigation part too is so beneficial, so beneficial for people to finally get the answers. So in that two to four percent i think you've touched on it a little bit maybe some histamine issues a true allergy but wh who do you find that you that you deny that who's the two per two to four percent that you say no people who literally don't have any issues going on it's probably more like stress related mental mm. or, or they were sick before and they've really confronted it and and again it's 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 fairly rare yeah sure Most people this, don't want to this would be me in, though I'd come to you like, can I do it? You'd be like, Caroline, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I have so many friends and family members who have asked, like, can you create a, a program? And we've also had actually a lot of our members ask for that as well, because by default, their husband all of a sudden is energetic and has lost 40 pounds and is feeling great and is like joints don't hurt anymore. He hasn't been stinging himself with bees. He's just been following the food protocols and meal. Oh, prepping, yes. Not eating, eating crap out at, at fast food joints, etc. Right. The whole family, people who've had children who just have poor sleep and always yell about going to sleep when they follow the sleep protocol and the whole family is not exposed to blue light two hours before bed right. doing meditation etc all of a sudden the family begins to benefit and so we've had a lot of members ask like i want to put my grandma on this or i want to put my sister on yes. this so even just the lifestyle aspect <laughs> that's amazing Bootcamp. Right. It's not for the faint of heart. You really right. have to be motivated. And we have a lot of dropouts. I would say about 25% of our members uh, drop out. And that's okay because guess what? About half of them come back when they're ready. Yes. It's a true yeah. Yeah, I can see. I mean, like all of my healing journey, I, I, like honestly, once a week, I'm like, this is so hard. And how do other people do this? <laughs> it's so, it's so like life encompassing. We create a really good community, a positive mm. community that, you know, is really, really well regulated so that yeah. it doesn't descend into places where people just whine and are mm. negative, which look, everyone going through chronic illness or any kind of health problem deserves to, but in a community aspect that can really bring everyone down. So right. we're really focused on creating a positive community of people. Mm. And because it's a boot camp that in which everyone follows the same thing, you're not alone in what you're doing, right. how tough it is. So it creates a community and even our members sting together. We had just had three members that started on the same day and they had their anniversary and they all got together to sting together. And you just see the friendships that are just so yes. positive of people really changing their lives in so many ways, especially because of chronic illness creates right. such 
conversation. So for yeah. me, it's also really important to create a positive community, which mm. I also have to thank like Laura McLeod, who works for me. She's really amazing at creating that community. At The Hive, I always say, even though I'm the founder, we don't do it alone. And we bring in so many of our members to actually teach and to help mm. and support. So we, the psychologist we have on board is a former member. The oh, wow. chef that helps our members learn how to meal prep. I mean, a lot wow. of people know how to cut a carrot when they yes. So, you know, all these things we're always bringing in the hive to also help teach. So it really is a true hive community. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Especially that community aspect so crucial with these people who have struggled with chronic illness and it can be so misunderstood, especially with Lyme disease where it feels like this silent illness. My best friend with Lyme, people are like, you're not working hard enough. Why are you sleeping all day? Like people just don't know better. And so you can feel, I imagine, really misunderstood in this process. And so having someone who's right there along with you fighting the disease with you. I can see the benefit of that. Super tough question, but would you say, what would you say are the limitations of BVT? The limitations? People who lack perseverance and patience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really easy. I believe when we're conditioned in a society of just take this pill, mm-hmm. you want these immediate effects and to not want to change lifestyle habits, stress, how you respond to stress, how you respond to situations. And it really is all encompassing. I mean, I don't even recognize a person I was before BVT to the yeah. person I am today. It, it created such patience, resilience. Mm. I would not go back in time, even though it has caused so much grief. Sure. I learned from it is incredible, but you have to be at that stage and ready Mm -hmm. to want to have a full transformation. I always warn our members that make sure you literally get counseling with your spouse Mm. or your long-term partner during the the journey. Because what happens so often is that people get into these ruts of who they are as sick people and then they become healthy and they're completely different. And sometimes their spouse doesn't recognize that person. They don't right. even know that person in the same way because they're a stranger. And so it is a, it's a fascinating, somewhat you know, kind of intense journey. And yeah. the fact is, is that I, I give a warning with a heel hive, use birth control and get a, and, and, and get a, get a marriage therapist. And the reason is yes. because even before people start stinging, the protocols alone will help restore people to a more fertile place. Right. So three to four members every single semester get pregnant before they wanted to because they are not using birth control which is oh my gosh because they never had like they had never felt after five years of sickness and being bedridden you think i've had sex for the last five years i haven't gotten wow i know brooke is that's cute that's cute it's not going to happen to me and boom i mean just in december we had three members that were like oh my god one member was already stinging two other members hadn't started yet but you know my gosh as you, I'm sure you yes. know, yes. it's really hard on the body. It's the last thing yeah. you need to do before mm. you're fully healed. So yeah. that's what I always warn people. Use birth control and get a marriage counselor because it really, you you will not be the same person. And that's mm. the thing, but if you want to preserve the relationships you right. have, you have to be have some support and yeah. being able to have someone help you navigate who you were as before sickness, yep. you were sick, and who you are healthy. Yeah. Gone through this journey. They're three different people and or three different complex personalities. Right. And to to find a good 
place to kind of enmesh your history and your trauma and to right. have risen from it and to have found a good spiritual and emotional place to be is I think one of the toughest aspects. Yeah, man, that's so wise and insightful. And I can see how like change is great, especially when it's an improvement, but change is change. You're different. And so when you hear of marriages ending, it's like, I don't even know this guy anymore. Or I don't even know who this is. And so being able to work together through that. Yeah, that's so crucial. Okay, so we have a couple more listener questions to round us out here. A question from Sierra. What is one thing you wish you would have known before starting bee venom therapy? I'm going to cry saying this. I wish I would have been able to say to myself that every single aspect was worth it mm. and that even if I had a magic wand to take away the pain, the bankruptcy, mm -hmm. I would not change a thing. Mm. And I think that that is the most important because it's really hard to see the future and to right. have it when you're sick. Yes. But after you've gotten to the other side and you're healthy, what you recognize and what you've gained. Like I have this deep belief and I know it myself that I am healthier and I have less fear about aging and the future and mm. cancers and anything because of the fact that I have all these tools that yeah. I know will keep me as healthy as I can possibly be in this yes. ever changing world. And so even that itself just gives me such kind of a relaxation with just being mm. at peace with, with health and wellness and my body which I didn't even have, if I got sick before, I would be like, oh my God, what do I do? And how do I navigate mm -hmm. this? I'm not getting better. And so even that fear is gone once you really have challenged yourself and risen past debilitating chronic illness. I mean, mm -hmm. my doctor said, apply for disability, which I did, and you're never gonna get better basically. And <sighs> just learn to function with this. And I think about all those people that go through that and I just, it's heartbreaking. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. Last question from a listener who's eager to join. <laughs> when is the next opening for someone who's on the wait list? And how does this work of getting on the wait list actually being able to join? So if you're on the wait list, you will get the next announcement. If people are not up to date, I am currently <laughs> nearly six months pregnant. Yes. So we have to change a few things at the heel hive to accommodate the right. fact I will be on maternity leave and mm -hmm. that I will not be, I sometimes work 12, 14 hours a day. And as you know, as a mama, that is yeah. not always possible. So we're changing some things around, but we hope to have the next boot camp really, really soon. And it's also going to make it easier for people. There won't be so long of a wait. Usually we have mm -hmm. like two semesters a year and it's going to be more of a revolving door process. Okay. So it's actually, we're doing Heal Hive 3.0. It's going to be a big improvement, but thank you guys for your patience and yeah. it's coming. And if you're on the wait list, you're going to learn about it right away. But once you then matriculate into the Heal Hive, it's a lot of testing in the beginning. And then it's a boot camp for about three months, of which you and about 100, 150 other members are going through the same tough love. And we're cracking the whip. And you are meal prepping. You are going to sleep early. You are exercising. You are working with all of our practitioners to get your body and your soul and everything kind of as optimized as possible to begin the bee venom therapy, the true journey when it begins with stinging. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you. So let me ask you the question that I ask everybody at the end of the show. So at the end of your life, when you are looking back, what will a successful life look like to you? Well, I don't want to jinx myself, but I think I already have it. I love what I do. Mm. I love the community that myself and the other practitioners have built at the Heal Hive. 
I love watching people go from desperation and hopelessness to health. And I don't think that there's probably a more cathartic job I could possibly have. And I met my husband sick. I fell in love with him when I was fighting for my life in the hospital. And we've both transformed through this journey. So I mm -hmm. think, I don't think I would have found the partner I did. I don't think I would have invested myself in the way that I invested myself into him. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I hadn't gone through my journey, I dated, a, I kissed a lot of frogs. In order for me to find my <laughs> prince, I needed to, I needed to change and grow and find that perseverance. And I think that has allowed me, even with, we went through many years of infertility, my mm. husband and I, just to have that patience, that perseverance. So I don't know, I would say at this moment, I wouldn't change a thing. And the only thing that I have on my bucket list is that I am going back to school in the next few wow. years to become a doctor. So that is on the list and that is what I plan to be doing. Wow building our family. And so that is on the list. And that's kind of the one thing that I feel has to be finished. But other yes. than that, I'm really, really, I think the tools and everything I've gone through has helped me really evolve into a person where I love myself. I'm mm. truly deeply, I forgive myself, which is a big, <laughs> huge, thing. yes. Huge. And that I'm able to really truly run an ethical business mm. and and build a community of people that just inspire me and give me life every day i can't think of anything more yes i love it well thank you so much for being here brooke hope to chat with you soon yes thank you for having me Thank you so much, Brooke, for sharing your story, being so vulnerable with us and telling us all about bee venom therapy and the heel hive. You are just such an inspiration. Listeners, if you feel like you would benefit from bee venom therapy and the heel hives boot camp, which a lot of you would, I'm sure. Be sure to check out allofyouwhole.com forward slash the heel hive. That will give you all the info that you need and future start dates, and you can join the waitlist there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this helps you on your healing journey, and I will see you next week. Mm -hmm.